Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my good mate, Lockie, and we are excited and honoured to be joined by a legend of the Carlton Football Club. He's a premiership player, a Norm Smith medalist. It is, of course, the great David Rees-Jones. David, thanks for joining us and how are you going? No worries. Yeah, happy to be here. I'm doing better than the footy team at the moment, so it's really <laughs> good, but, um, all going well. It's, it's great to have you on, David. It's a, it's a privilege to chat with you, and it's an important time to do so. Um, the month of May is Prader-Willi Syndrome International Awareness Month, um, a, a condition that's close to your heart with your son Cooper being diagnosed at a young age. Um, so for any of our listeners who may not be aware of it, could you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, look, um, Prader-Willi syndrome is basically a um, deletion or partial deletion of the um, 15th chromosome, and um, which causes, uh, you know, I mean, our chromosomes, what sort of pieces all together sort of thing. And and if you're missing something, then obviously mm. something's not going to work. And, and the bit that doesn't quite work with him is um, the part of the brain that's affected is the hypothalamus, which is basically a, a, um, a regulator. It it's, uh, regulates the body temperature, mm-hmm. um, our hunger, our thirst, our, that type of thing. And, um, and and where a lot of people have heard of this condition is with um, the hunger side of it. And, um, you know, it's been called a starvation syndrome as well because the kids basically feel like they're starving all the time. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they, they can have a meal and... Um, and still be hungry after it. So uh, we have to lock fridges, um, lock the pantry, lock basically food away so we can keep him in a safe environment so um, he can be with us a lot longer, of course. Yeah, yeah, well, definitely definitely a very serious one. And it's good to be, I guess, bringing awareness to this, um, particularly throughout this month. And, and across May, you'll be taking part in the 15 for 15 challenge to raise awareness and much-needed funding as well for the Prada-Willi Syndrome Association Victoria. And look, previously, you've done some gruelling push-up challenges. David, what have you got in store <laughs> this year for us? Well, we've already started. We're halfway through, actually, at the moment. So it, it started, um, I think it was the 16th of May. It, it goes to 15 days, so um, mm. 17th of May. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I think we're up to about day nine now. And, um, yeah, this year I've gone gone away from the physical side of things and um, at my age I can't, <laughs> can't cope with that stuff too much anymore. <laughs> but, uh, no, we're looking back with um, the Carlton Hysterian, um, historian, sorry, um, uh, Tony DeBolfo and myself looked at the 15 highlights or you might call them lowlights of uh, my playing career and um yeah having a bit of bit of a chat and a bit of fun about, about them so uh yeah anyone who wants to get on and have a look at them um go on to facebook david reese jones 26 look up it's a public profile page and um yeah they can go through the uh the 15 of them well we're up to nine tonight so uh yeah you'll get nine of them in so far and uh yeah it's been a lot <laughs> doing it <laughs> now beautiful that's that very interesting and yeah basically all links to to that will be in the show notes um or up on the screen currently if you're watching this one on youtube so yeah head over to facebook um forward slash david reese jones 26 to keep up and watch every single one of those and look if you can please donate as well um the link to do that will also be in the show notes be flashing up on front of your screen 
as well. And look, if you needed any more reason to donate, there is a sweetener as well thrown into this one. Every single person who donates, no matter how big or small, will go into the draw to win a VIP day at the footy for you and three friends as a guest of the AFL in the Medallion Club for any 2023 home and away season match for the remainder of this season. So it's a massive prize to be won. All the money goes to a great cause. And yes, all the links will be on the screen and in the show notes. So please give uh, what you can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the money raised goes to um, some research and, and that, that just helps with all the families and um, mm. and the individuals who, who, who suffer with this condition. So, um, yeah, every every little bit helps. So uh, dig deep. I know it's tough and there's so many other things happening at the moment and um, the cost of living and everything, it makes, like, makes life tough. But uh, if you can throw a few shekels that way, it would be much appreciated. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a great cause and we're super grateful to have you on, David, to help raise awareness for it. Um, but of course, we'd be remiss not to chat a little bit of Carlton while we have you. Um, we we're fortunate to have you on our 100th episode earlier in the year. And uh, listeners, if you haven't heard that one, definitely do. Ian and David did a great job kicking off the season. Um, and we talked a lot about your career then. So we'd love to hear your kind of thoughts on the current team. You've already touched on a little bit of your feelings on it, but you know, how have you kind of judged the season so far, almost halfway in? I might have to go back and look at that 100th episode because I reckon I would have been a lot more positive then than I am <laughs> yeah. um, now. But uh, oh, The lids are off. Yeah, look, it was um, – and, and they just – they haven't been playing with any confidence lately. They they mm. just um, – yeah, they're really devoid of any confidence and trust in each other and and making yeah. simple mistakes. And, and, and that can happen, but it, it can turn mm. pretty quick too. So, you know, I, I think the Sydney ground's going to suit um, – It'll suit our forwards, I think. I think Charlie can, and you know, I mean, their back line's been decimated too. So, uh, yeah, our, our big boys down there should really have a day out um, tomorrow night. But um, I'm heading up there, and I'm hoping that's the case. Oh, and beautiful. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll get up there tomorrow night. My daughter's um, lives up there, so uh, and she's yeah. got my three, my three grandkids up there. So I'll spend a weekend with them and have a bit of fun after celebrating a, a big win. It should be a big win tomorrow night. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully it is. No, it sounds good. Hopefully we can get the, the win for you. It's never nice to travel and get it the, the other way, that's for sure. Well, if we, if we get beat tomorrow, that's it. Season done and dusted. <laughs> yeah. It, it yeah. really is. Um, you know, if they can't beat a, a decimated Spawns mm. lineup, um, Buddy's looking like he's age at the moment. So mm. uh, hopefully he doesn't pull one out. He might have one good game left in him. Hopefully it's not tomorrow night. But uh, no, nah, we, look, we, we really should win this pretty easy. They, they've, they've been decimated with injuries and, and we've got yeah. no excuses whatsoever. I mean, you, you touched on turning it around and this is what Ian and I have been grappling with for weeks after each loss. Like, do you feel like these issues of confidence that you speak of, they're things that can be turned around mid-season? Or do you feel like some of the issues we're having are more off-season things? No, no, absolutely. They can be turned around. But it, it really, it just comes with hard Great. work. And, and and just, you know, nose of the grindstone, nothing fancy, just um, hard work. And, mm. and mm. you know, there's an old saying, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And, and, and that, it applies in everything. It applies in your life. It applies in football. And, um, and yeah. they really need to get back to working hard, get back to basics, um, do the little things. I mean, you know... It, it, I'll be looking more at that tomorrow night because I expect them to win pretty easily. But I'll be looking at how they go about it more so because, I mean, mm. we, can, we can belt the teams like 
West Coast and, and, and yeah. teams like that. But that's not going to get you in the finals. You know, you, you've got to do it when the chips are down and you've got to do the hard work. Mm. You've got to really work for each other. And they, um, I mentioned the confidence, but they don't seem to have a lot of trust in each other at the moment either. And, and, and that's a mm. big thing, you know, when you're playing and uh, in any relationship, I suppose, mm. trust is a pretty big thing. So it's, um, um, it's important on a footy field as well. So let's hope that they can start really working harder mm. tomorrow get things happening and, uh, yeah, get a good win. Mm, no, no, 100%. And you kind of touch on it there, but I guess going in, diving into a bit deeper, talking about the, the confidence and the belief, you were sort of played on both ends of the spectrum, playing for South Melbourne and Sydney, a side that was obviously struggling and then moving over to Carlton and having such great success. I guess shifting it maybe to a little bit and talking about our leaders and maybe that's where an area that it, some of the belief can sort of stem from. I, I guess looking at the Carlton group, now it looks like they're lacking that confidence and leadership on field. How much difference do you find that leadership does play um, and have a role, I guess, comparing it with your time at Sydney and then Carlton? Like how, where is that sort of called sort of created? Is it from the, the playing group and how much does having that, those successful players in the group um, work towards that? Yeah, look, I, I, I was fortunate to have some great leaders. I mean, Barry Roundup in Sydney was it was you know South Melbourne and Sydney was a fantastic leader and and led by example. He 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 played. He was heart and soul of the club, and we probably didn't have the ability then. But and then, but you can still you know have have a crack against you know we were you know when I was playing with the Swans, and I say we then, but um, I'm a Carlton person now, but. Um, we beat Carlton in, in 82 and they went on to win the flag and um, we beat Essendon when they went on to win the flag. So, you know, I mean, there, there were some good efforts by the Swans players and, and you know, back in those days. And, and you know, it's it's if you haven't got the ability, it's hard to keep that um, mm. standard up week in, week out. But, uh, but, you know, going to Carlton, it was a completely different kettle of fish, we, we, you know, you pull the um, navy blue Guernsey on, you're expected to win, and it didn't matter how many injuries or or what the situation was. Um, the expectations were high, and so they should be. It's um, that's that was a, you know the great thing I I got mm. out of being down at Carlton in, in those early days was um, the expectation on winning, and and you know the Swans mm. you could you could you could play a team you know a team like Carlton and uh, get beat by a few points, and your your supporters would clap you off the. Mm. off the field um and um you know I, I i didn't like that myself i wasn't one of yeah. those people who who like losing at all so getting to carlton and being part of a winning culture was uh much better for my liking anyway mm. <laughs> when uh, when sure. when ian oh you got you know in no, I had absolutely nothing to add to that one. So go for it, lucky. <laughs> I was going to say when when you interviewed David early in the year and asked about kind of the comeback from the heartbreak in '86 to win the flag in '87, and and you spoke about kind of the strong leadership and having another year for Sticks and Bradley and the like to grow. So then, kind of like comparing this to obviously how the season ended last year, do you think where we are now is a testament to that leadership kind of not coming? through or do you think there's other factors that are kind of affecting you know us using that end of the season as a way to bolster this year because i think we hoped that that ending of the season was like mm. oh this is going to make 2023 big oh yeah for sure and, and and you look at the 
Um, you look at the, the the individuals, I suppose, and, and and our leaders, and you look at Cripper. He's probably not having as good a season as he had last yeah. year. I mean, mm-hmm. um, while she's not as you know sure. not as hasn't been as brilliant, Weedering is probably not not hasn't been as sharp and as good as he's been in the past. So we we got some players down, but the good thing about it is um, they can improve and and and, mm-hmm. and they can improve rapidly, and and we know the heights that they can get to. So. That's yeah. what they need to work hard to get to, and 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 that's where the standard we need to set. And and you know the back half of the year, you never know what can happen. You know, mm. I mean, I, I certainly haven't written finals off just yet, but um, uh, tomorrow night is is the key to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> lose Good tomorrow night, night. I'll lose tomorrow night, mm. and I'll concede. Um, I'll give it up then. But uh, yeah, I, overall, I think they'll be um, they'll be fine. They they should uh, yeah, they should you know be able to. Start. They've really got to start tomorrow night. And as I said, it's it's, it's the little things. It's it's going to be the chasing and the tackling and the and mm. the um, the pressure they apply and 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 just getting um, a certain standard up. It's it's no good just going out belting the weaker teams or the depleted teams and then coming up against yeah. the better teams because we, we've got Melbourne the week after and and then Essendon. So we've got a couple of tougher ones coming up, and uh, mm. they mm. need to get themselves in in good nick for that. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like there just really needs to be sort of collective buy-in, which sort of ties perfectly to the next question I had, which was, look, you were a very, very talented footballer, highlighted by the Norm Smith medal winning performance in the 87 grand final. But look, a side that always does get brought up is that tougher, more physical sort of eye for an eye part of it that did get the uh, the record for the most times being reported at 25 times. And look, a lot gets spoken about this, so I kind of want to go in a different perspective with this and seeing as a fair few of those incidents were quite well sort of sticking up for a teammate and that eye for an eye where one of your mates gets taken out and you sort of go back into it um, and let it be known pretty much highlighted by I guess like the the battle of Britain so I kind of wanted to ask where that kind of sticking up for the teammates came from was that something that was always instilled into you or was this something that was sort of emphasized by coaches or or playing group um, within? Oh uh, yeah, I, th- I think um, flying the flag for for, for each other was um, yeah part and parcel of um, how, how you played the game and 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 even how you looked after you know whether it was a shepherd or a blocks or, or different mm. things how you looked after players out on the ground as well. I mean that's what good teams do and um, yeah mm. I, I might have gone a little bit overboard at times and um, but uh, yeah it, it it was it was part and parcel that you know fly mm. the, fly the flag attitude and. Um, and it served us reasonably well. Yeah, no, and and look, I, I guess like moving it to towards Carlton of today, it does feel like there's a bit of disconnectedness, I, I guess, on field and lacking of playing for each other. Obviously, it's a little bit different. It, it doesn't happen the same way these days, but I, I don't tend to see a lot of running together and, and laying those shepherds and the blocks and getting the ball to a, a good position for the player. It seems like we're always giving it to someone under more pressure rather than trying to get around each other at the moment. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get your perspective on, do you think that that can be something that is built within the playing group? Like where does that tend to stem from? I know you've had experience coaching as well um, at North Lawn Session. Is that something that sort of can help come from a coach if you find that it's not there? Or where does that togetherness and connectedness of a team chemistry build from? Um, well, it's, it starts with the hard work. I mean, that's that's basically you, you have to work hard for each other, and um, and the and the um, the selfishness, I suppose, has got to come out of it. You know, you you have to mm. be unselfish. 
and, and, and help your teammates and whatever you can do, whether it is a block or a shepherd or, or, or whatever, to give your teammate a bit more space rather than hitting him in a hot spot and then trying to run on and get an easy kick down the field or, or whatever the case is. Um, you know, you just try and make life easy for each other. And, and you know, I've, I found, you know, when, when I went back to the back line um, later in my career that, you know, it was, it was a real... Um, I, I sort of called it a team within a team, you know. I mean, you really had to work hard together um, to get, you know, get get success back there because uh, one leak wink, weak link back there and, and one bloke running off doing what he wanted to do um, instead of doing the team things um, really can pull it apart. So, uh, yeah, and, and and but that's got to go right across the field, and and mm. you know it's, mm. it starts with our starts with our leaders, and and you know, as I said before, a few of them have been down on form this year, and and we really need them to pick it up quickly. And the only way they're going to do it's just work their butts off. Mm. Love it. All right, let's talk about tomorrow night. You're going to be heading up there, sitting in the stands with with your fam, David. Whenever we preview a game we like to put like a clear kind of one or two things that we want to see from the game can't be just a win not that i thought think that you'd say that so when you're up there what are you going to be thinking to yourself that you want to see from the game put your finger on one one big thing oh look i i, I want our big forwards to um dominate which they should mm. because yeah. um good one you know two mccartans out rampy's not playing i mean they're, they're, they're really you know they're, they're gonna have no excuse whatsoever. So if we can get the ball in yep. well to them and not just bomb it in there, um, be smart about the way we get in there. I can see Charlie kicking eight plus tomorrow night. Mm. You know, but Sydney, the, well, Sydney, Sydney cricket ground really is a, a ground for full forwards. And um, mm. I, I'd play Harry. I'd play him right up the field to be honest, because he's love it. His confidence in his kicking is is well down, and and, mm. and his delivery in, inside fifty, you know, is going to be a bonus sort of thing. So. Uh, I'd rather him kicking into in, into the fifty than um, actually yeah. having shots for goal. And, uh, <laughs> but, but that also, you know, with with Harry, you know, missing goals when when it does go in there, that you know creates that extra layer of pressure too because Agreed. you work so bloody hard to get it down there, and all of a sudden it's it's wasted. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd I'd like to see Harry play up, and it's a it's a ground where you really can push up. To the wings and through the midfield, and 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 then you know you can you can pierce it through in that um, it's slightly smaller. So you know full forwards have, have kicked mm. lots of bags of goals in in Sydney. It is a ground where uh, your key forwards can do very well. So uh, if you're looking at having a little wager or something, I'd be betting on on Charlie <laughs> quite a quite a quite a few goals tomorrow. We that don't mind a little good. a little punch around here on the Navy Blue. <laughs> a little corner. bit of a flutter. Always well, better responsibly, of course. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Of course. Definitely, definitely. And make sure that if you do have anything laying around, make sure you donate it to the Prada Willie Association yeah. first. No and then anything left over onto Charlie kicking a couple. And look, we do have another segment. So you may have um, answered this one, but we often look for the sort of a bit of an opposition analysis and into the sort of the keys of winning and trying to nail one or two things that are the keys to that victory. You may have nailed it there. We're talking about the forwards, but is there anything else you can kind of see that if we execute this will lead to a big victory for the, for the blue boys? Yeah. Well, it's a midfield. I mean, the Swans, um, mm. that's what, that's really been their strength for, for quite a number of years now. And, and their midfield's pretty good. I think Mills is out. He's, um, mm. he's, he's key yep. to them too. So it's handy having him out. So uh, yeah, that, that battle's going to be right on. And, uh, you know, Paddy Cripps, um, we need him to start finding that some of that 
and 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 the only way he's going to do it is is just pushing through contests. I want to see him get a bit angry tomorrow night. I you know I like um, yes Ripper when he gets a little bit angry, and you know he should be a bit dirty on himself to be honest. The way mm. he's going at the moment, but uh, hopefully you know not too angry. I don't want him getting rubbed out or anything, but. Uh, <laughs> Angry enough to um, inspire his teammates and, and um, yeah, help us to a good win. Couldn't agree more. Um, a contentious one around Carlton fans always is team selection. So I'm, I'm keen to hear what your thoughts have been on, on that this year and the changes have just come out for this game. So deconing Kemp and Hewitt yep. are coming in, Silvani, Young and Kerno out. Are there any are there any guys in the twos or anything that you're kind of wanting to see or have you found team selection? Oh look, I, I've been I've been staggered that Paddy Dow hasn't got a game this mm. year. I think um, yeah. we've got we've got some Deadwood running around on that forward line that um, he couldn't do any worse than what they're doing at the moment. So uh, <laughs> you know, and and you've got to reward you've got to reward good yeah. you know players in the twos. I mean, otherwise, what what have you got a seconds team for? What mm. why what you know what yeah. what because you, you the, it, it's the whole thing where where they you know the players are going. Geez, how good was Paddy Dow today? And he can't get a game. You know what hope have I got? Yeah. You know, and so it, it can it can be like that with players. But uh, you know, and I, you know, so that that's been the real one surprise. And, mm. and there's there's quite a few players who, who could, have, could have gone out for him. So uh, mm, for sure, um, and he could you know. He wouldn't have done any worse than what they're doing anyway. So I'll, that, that's been the, the one mm. real one that's stuck with me. But uh, the rest of it, I think, uh, look, you know, so, Jack Silvani's out this week. He, that'll be a bit of a blow for the Silvani family. They've got something, another reason to hate us, I suppose, now. But uh, um, yeah, that's, um, you know, that, that I think I think that's not a bad move, though, because um, DeConning coming in in that mm. forward ruck role. Um, I think he's going to be yeah. better value than than Jack. So and, and Jack has been in great form. Great. Lewis Young started the year fantastically, but like a lot on the back line, just really mm. dropped away uh, yeah. over the last few weeks. Yeah. So um, you know, and it doesn't hurt going back. You know, I mean, I don't know why they don't drop more players at times because mm. it's a shake up. It's a shake up for the whole team. It's yeah. not just the player who gets dropped. It's um, it, it shows, you know. I mean, sometimes you you know you drop a good player mm. who's who um, who's just out of form, and and it, you know it shakes them up and say, gee, you know, I mean, we we need to pull our finger out. I could be next. So, yep, um, yeah, yeah but I, I you know I, I can't say I've been happy with the selection over, over mm. the course of the year. But anyway, it is what it is, and they seem to stick with the, what they've got. Yeah, no, it's good to sort of yeah set that standard, and then. You know, reward the guys in the twos. That's been the, the interesting thing with Paddy Dow. And I think you nailed it when you said, like, it probably can't be much worse. And that's probably been our sort of stance on it. We, we're we not thinking that Paddy Dow is going to come in and be the greatest player of all time. But when the midfield mix doesn't seem to be working and a guy's getting 40 every week, just rewarding for two mm-hmm. weeks. And, and I just doesn't seem like there's yeah. anything bad that can, I guess, happen off the back of that. But so before we, we let you go, I really wanted to get your thoughts on, on one other player because... Hopefully there is this man can do a bit of justice for the for the great number 26 in Lockie Cowan because, look, since you left, I don't want to be too harsh on some of the other ones, but no one's really Here got to go. the class of you really in that number. And I know it's a small <laughs> sample size, but um, 
I guess, what do you think he can do for us? Um, and what can we sort of get excited about this guy? Because there's also a bit of a link as well. I believe he played at North Launceston, which is a side that yep. you captain coached and won a flag at. So what are you sort of thinking with a, a Lockie Cowan so far? Yeah, look, I thought he was fantastic early, you know, and, and, and you know, he has a crack. That's one thing you got to like about him. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's been 31 years um, since I retired and uh, there's not one name underneath it that's played 100 games since then. So I'd love True. to see another name and, and, and young Lockie Cowan. Um, hopefully it's him because uh, mm. he's he plays with a bit of aggression, which I like. And, uh, yeah, yeah he, he's good. You know, he's got something about him. So I think he's going to be a very, very good defender. And hopefully he's back in the team sooner rather than later because mm. uh, I thought he was terrific, you know, early days. But Agreed. obviously, kids and, you know, they run out of steam a little bit. We even seeing with Hollands a bit. I, I'm yeah. surprised he hasn't been rested. You know, just give him a match off sort of mm. thing. He relies so Same. heavily on his running and he's getting looking a bit dour now rather than um, – how fresh he was early in the season. So, you know, sometimes you've got to rest these kids and and give them a break and, you know, maybe even throw them back in the twos for a game or two and mm. freshen them up and get them back in there. Yeah, no, it's definitely nice to see him get that bit of taste of, of AFL footy and definitely looked definitely at the level. But, look, David, thanks so much for giving up your time. Good luck with the rest of the 15 for 15 challenge. Remember, again, catch all of David's interviews featuring his 15 career highlights. He said lowlights, but I don't reckon there's too many of those, to be honest. I reckon they're all highlights. Um, links to all of those will be in the show notes and links to donate as well to the prada Willie Syndrome Association Victoria. It's a great cause. David, thanks so much again for joining us. No worries, guys. Thanks for uh, giving me the opportunity to... Create a bit of awareness about the condition as well. That's as important. Thank you. Anytime, mate. Thank you. Go on. How good was that, Lockie? Mate, I wish we could have a, a former Carlton player on every one of these pods. Just incredible insight. Absolutely. And here's Fev. No. <laughs> that, that's it for today. Maybe next week. See how we go. Yeah. Well, but now, unfortunately, like the listeners are going to be stuck with us for the rest of this episode. You just watch... At whatever time Ridiculous. this is right now, we'll look up the stats and it's just got to crash. The listeners, the viewers mm. are going to crash mm -hmm. from now onwards. But look, Davis told us what he wanted to see from this game. Lockie, I've got to throw it to you. What do you oh. want to see from this game against the Sydney Swans? Didn't he just hit the nail on the head with all of his takes? He did. Uh, he's clearly very passionate and very connected to the team right now, which we love to see. Um, I kind of, it's hard for me not to steal his because it was so spot on like you just you so just you will feel like <laughs> so i will i'm gonna i'm gonna call it out because it's i mean don't you just kind of feel like the other way that if harry and charlie aren't firing in yeah. this game then we're done like just feels mm. like something that we have to see but then i'll go to the other end i think the thing the thing that i really want to see is our defense starting to hold up like they were last season at the start of this season We've seen mm. to lose our way over yeah. this kind of stretch. Um, so I'm hoping that this gives us an opportunity to kind of revitalize that. And we, we look back on this game and go, wow, our defense is back. Now that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, I, I don't know if mine, you might disagree. You might say this doesn't count. It's not specific this is good. enough. This is a cop out. Um, but <laughs> what I want to say. I would never call you week, out like that. Oh, uh, you, you wait, wait a couple of seconds. Uh, okay. I'm asking for something different because Ugh. I'm sick I'm 
Lockie, of just seeing the same game week in, week out, because it feels like that's what it is. The last month or so of footy, it's been the same thing. We've lost the same way. We've played the same way. I haven't seen too many mm. glimpses of anything. So I'm hoping this week that there is something I can take from this game of football that I can go, oh, I haven't seen that this year. Whether it's an individual performance, whether it's a passage of play, the way we move the ball, I'm throwing it out broad because so many of it, when, when we go specific in this segment, it's there the next week because it hasn't been ticked off. So maybe if I go broad enough, <laughs> this one doesn't have to be there no. next week. So hopefully we can see something different this week. Yeah, well, that's that's a scary <laughs> foreshadowing if we are sitting here on Monday and nothing was different. Oh, not a single thing. Disaster. So I feel like you're going to be able to tick that one off. So maybe a little bit of a cop out because we do like that little dopamine boost when we can say, yes, we saw that thing. Tick it off. But like that's okay. I mean. We'll okay. take what we can I'll get. I'll allow it. Beautiful. Well, look, and if you, we want to hear from you guys as well. So if you are Please. watching this on YouTube, hit that like button, hit the subscribe so I don't <laughs> miss an episode. Then jump into the comments and let us know what you want to see from the game. If you're listening on your preferred streaming and podcasting platform, then head over onto the socials at Navy Blue Corner and tweet at us, message us wherever you want. We're on there at Navy Blue Corner and let us know what you want to see from the game because we love hearing from you, which is another beautiful segue straight into the listener questions. We chucked them out on Twitter this week. So it's the easiest way for you guys to get your name read out on this and your beautiful question for us. What have Facts. the people asked us this week, Lockie? As we always get on a Thursday evening when we record, plenty of talk about the changes, which we talked about with David earlier. So here's an interesting one from Brad Nickel. Is it time to see Fogarty back in the frame? His one and only mm. game last year in round two didn't jump off the page, but he was serviceable and surely will give us something more than what Durden and Motlop have given us. Mm. He's listed as an emergency currently. Mm. He could be the sub. Who knows? They might do a cheeky laid out and he does pop into this one. And it's an interesting thing because I thought about him a while ago, like early in the season when I was just angry at everything and I was making seven changes. It was, he was one that was just <laughs> in for the sake of, I want someone out and yeah. hadn't thought of him much until did the uh, selection table show on a Tuesday night, 6 PM on Pommy. You know, I was there you're getting all the plugs out here. It's one of those episodes, but good. Uh, the people I was with, I can't remember exactly who pointed out, but someone was saying, what about Lockie Fogarty? Should he come in? Because we're not getting enough out of Motlop. We're not getting enough out of Durden. And we stumbled across trying to see, well, who could come out if he comes in and what does it look like? And it was interesting. Mm. And I kind of convinced myself through this of, well, Durden was really good at bringing the pressure in the Collingwood game, not hitting the scoreboard. Right but he was one of our highest tackle getters on the day. And Motlop, mm -hmm. with that banana or whatever he was doing, the snap from bloody 40 out on a set shot, that's almost a sackable offense. So we're thinking, yeah. imagine if you have dirt in there for the pressure, Fogarty's known for his pressure, and see if that can actually create some goals, just having this manic pressure in that yep. forward line, the amount of times the opposition can just walk it out, the amount of times there's those kick-ins that it's one kick and all of a sudden they're in the middle of the ground because our forward half pressure hasn't been there. Mm. Having him in there with a dirt and, and maybe some other guys around there applying the pressure could maybe give us a different look. And I don't mind yeah. it. And 
while I don't think that the ceiling's obviously there for a Fogarty, and I'm not too sure if he's going to be hitting the scoreboard a lot, at the moment, the other smalls aren't. So I, I kind of am at yep. that stage in this season, seeing what we've, we've seen, wanting something different. I've no issue with Fogarty coming in for a game or two and just seeing what the mix is like. And maybe this manic pressure, maybe kind of like what a Richmond were during their, you know, three grand finals there. Maybe that's what we need. Yep. Maybe we need this manic pressure. Where do you kind of see the, the Lockie Fogarty discussion <laughs> mm. and who would maybe make way? Because obviously always he's in there with his goal kicking. But what happens yeah. with the other two? Yeah, I, I like everything you said there. I've spoken for a while when we've had those the three... I guess, whatever you want to call them, dedicated small forwards. It doesn't feel like we ever get enough from all three. Yeah. And we have different expectations for them to other players. I get that. Like they don't need to be getting 15 touches every game. But yeah, Motlop is definitely the one for me that I am open to them experimenting with that position with other players. And yeah. so, yeah, I, I, I mean, we you could say this about so many players on our list. Like happy to see them get a crack for two or three weeks yeah. to see if they can do something um, like Kemp got and now, mm. and now he's back in to have another go, which is great. So yeah, if, if he's the sub, I'm not upset. And if he gets a game in that Motlop role, I wouldn't be upset either. Yep. Mm. It's a good one. I like it. I like it. Thanks, Brad. Mick P. Are we only playing Mitch McGovern because of the contract he is on? Hmm. His last five weeks have been hardly VFL standard. Seems almost scared in marking hmm. contests. It's an interesting one. I don't. I don't think the contract has anything to do with it. I. I, I think if there's any contract that would mean we're maybe looking to play someone, you'd probably say it'd be deconing, like wanting to either get his market value up or keep him happy so he can re-sign him. I don't think anything else has much to do with it, but I would agree in the fact that I don't think that McGovern's been playing well recently. We haven't seen that big intercept marking. The one thing I do like about it is he's probably the only key tool that when he does get the ball, he's immediately looking to, to move it where, I think Young and Weedering have struggled in that sense. And it's it's difficult. Like there's so many, it's, it'd be easy just to rattle off like, and quicker to rattle off the guys that are playing well compared to the guys that aren't. Because it's like 90% oh. of this team are out of form currently. Yeah. And looking at those key backs, it was, well, who's making way? And with Sam Durden not being available and playing any form in the twos, probably makes it harder to shift out a Weedering and a more taller defender Mm-hmm. I thought Kemp would potentially come in this week for McGovern, even though I probably would yep. have dropped Young or Weedering first. So it's interesting that we've decided to go Young instead, and maybe that means McGovern is more accountable, and, and maybe that's what he needs this week. I don't know. I, I know Sydney are obviously a bit smaller in their forward line, so it allows you to make some different changes. Um, but yeah, I guess on form, like, there's a lot of guys that could be dropped and a lot of guys that maybe shouldn't be playing. And right now I'm just hoping that Either the guys out of form can quickly switch or maybe a camp plays really well and then they go, okay, well, he played that role perfectly. Gov, you're out. Young's back in. Who knows? But uh, again, like the Fogarty discussion, I'm very open to have guys come in and out of this this first team. Do you, do you not see Weedering as an undroppable player? I don't currently. On form, no. Who would you maybe say? That, maybe that's through a hot take right now. But I, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, would you? 
Do you think any like do you think anyone is undroppable? Like I'm saying I don't think there's like I don't know what I would need to see from him to not want to have him in the team. I'm not saying he's playing well, but okay. Like as as a leader of our team. Yeah. I think is there that's guys probably in the team that would be undroppable to you ever. I'm not sure. I don't think so. Cripps is never going to play a VFL game. He probably won't, but I don't know if that, like, I don't know. For me, at the moment where our leaders aren't performing and I'm seeing Jacob Weedering make the same mistakes weekly of gets the ball too slow to make the decision, then takes what was a safe option that's no longer safe, turns it over. And he just, he's devoid yeah. of confidence. And it's hard for him. And this is where you just need to be in the four walls and know that he seems down on confidence. Things aren't working. Wood dropping him to the twos be yeah. so much worse for his confidence and he's he that kind of player that and it's <laughs> yeah, that it's, it's the fun. balance of standards and making a statement and building their confidence and it's it's so hard to know exactly what to do with that but on form if and this is the hard thing the issue is we don't have anyone that could really come in if sam durden was <sighs> in the vfl playing how he did in that richmond vfl game where it was pretty much like best on then I would be potentially asking the question of, hey, this guy's not performing. Wow. A leader is making errors. Is this where we need to make the statement of weedering? You're out. And then see if that has the the kick on for the uh, the playing group. Mm. That's kind of where I stand. Like no one's undroppable for me because I would like to hope that if someone's form's that bad, that you can kind of make that statement with it and, and hold yeah. them to standards. But Currently, I can't see Weedering going Fair out enough. just because we don't have anyone to be close to his worst standard. Yeah, yeah, I respect that. I don't. I'm not super passionate on that take, but yeah, mm. it's interesting to think about because, like, it it hasn't been good, and so yeah, maybe there will come a time. Like, I guess how many? I don't know. Yeah. Do you want to say terrible, bad performances in a row can can you have before there's that integrity? Mm. But. We'll see. Hopefully, we won't have to deal with that because my will we see it is going to come true, and he's going to be bog. Speaking of bog, super bad. How much of this game will be decided by the rucks and the midfield? Seems like yeah. both teams have been struggling out of there. Surely, mm. Big Pito taps it down Cripper's throat and straight to Charlie first bounce. Oh, music to my ears. It's what I want to see. And yeah, look, that is, if you you get a bit of a quick preview towards my very short and very brief opposition analysis slash keys get to winning. Get into it. Midfield is get genuinely, oh, let's, let's go for it. Let's pivot. We love a Stuff pivot. Stuff the run sheet. Podcast. Throw it out. Tear it up. Who needs it? We're about doing things differently this week. And that's it because the midfield's the Absolutely. big key thing for me. Because if you look at everything else, if you look at their defense, their back line, I'm talking about Sydney here. Decimated through injury. No Rampy. None of the McCartans. If your name's McCartan, you're injured at the moment. So watch out if that's yep. your last name <laughs> listening to this. Some might have an injury. Uh, but look, exploit at the key backs because they're not that tall. They're not playing amazing at the moment. So how do you exploit that midfield? Get the ball in there fast. Work it through give your forwards the best amount of opportunity. So that's why the midfield battle is so important in this one. They don't have Mills, but they've still got some quality players in there. Mm -hmm. It's going to look a bit better until Hickey came back. They didn't really have a great Ruckman in there, but maybe he's a bit underdone. We've got to Coning and Pitnet, so we can maybe overwork them in that facet. You look at the midfield, you know, they've got Parker, Warner, Golden, 
Rowbottom. You can throw Heaney and Papley in there a little bit. So I've got enough yep. talent. So we need to win that contest, get the ball going our way, and, and I think we'll get the victory pretty easy for getting the ball in. And then conversely, looking at Sydney's forwards, they're lacking down there with height too. They don't have Reed, McDonald, Amadi. They don't even have him out there. So mm-hmm. look, they've still got Buddy. He's aging. They've got McLean, who's okay, can do some damage. But their strength at the moment is their smalls. Uh, I think is where I'd tend to look at it. They've got Heaney. They've got Papley. Those guys are good. When the ball hits the ground, it feels like our defense at the moment struggles when the ball hits the ground. And they've even got mm-hmm. a guy like a Will Haywood that is one to watch for me if there was a player to, to highlight for Sydney because he's more mid-sized. And weirdly, I feel that's an area we sometimes struggle to defend against. So that's something I'd have yes. a look at for Carlton to focus on. But with their with their forwards, the only way they're going to really hurt us is if the ball's moved in quick into space like what Collingwood did. Those really easy forward entries. So, yeah, overall, it's like we just we need to be beating them. They're depleted. Got a lot of injuries. They're down on form. Mate, they only beat North Melbourne because of an injury, oh, injury, an interchange infringement. Like mm-hmm. they're not playing good football and it's their midfield battle because of that. Exploit their, their lack of tools in defense. And then we just got to limit yeah. the easy entries into the D50. And I think the game is ours. It's very simple. And that kind of sums it up for me. As far as that opposition analysis, the keys to winning, it is winning that midfield battle because they're struggling everywhere else. I love it as always, mate. I feel like whenever we look at a specific player and we go, oh, this is like such a good setup for them, they mm. don't end up delivering for us. Yeah. But when I think about TDK coming back into this team mm. with, with how Sydney's lined up, like just mm. such a massive opportunity, I think, for him to actually put his stamp on a game yeah. and maybe, you know, yeah. Can he be mm. that third tall forward? Like what we hope from the start, like I don't know whether it can work, but it's, it feels like a game like this mm. is where he could, I guess, prove himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's it's interesting as well, like just touching just quickly again on their like forward line, knowing that they're not super tall and they don't have these massive key tools really that are firing and, and dominating. I feel like we play better against that. We struggle against these sides that have a lot of mid-sized, smaller forwards. Like even though Brisbane have the talls, like we we're fine with those, but it was the the smalls that dominated us. You know, yeah. St. Kilda, they had a plethora of small, mid-sized, dynamic forwards that did it. And even against Collingwood, like it wasn't their talls. True. Like my checky plays so differently being able to move a lot more yeah. around the ground. And that's what hurts us. So that's my worry a little bit knowing that they're probably strength is Heaney and Papley. So I think if you can really, again, just stop the source, stop it even getting down there, then you don't have to worry about the problem. So it just means why this, this midfield battle Agreed. is so vital to this game. Say less. <laughs> I will next time. What other uh, fan questions do you have for us? <laughs> I've got one more that I want to read out and it kind of, it's kind of a lead into my, into the Ian, you know, End of show pump up for want of a better name for that segment. Well, we've still we've still got a little bit we need to chat on the team changes. So did you want to say that one saying. and build me up? Build it up. This is what I'm saying. We're on the same page, okay. brother. We're we're I like here. that. Let's talk changes. Right. Let's talk team changes. So we've touched on them already. Who's coming in and who's coming out? Lockie, what were the changes that you would have made this week if you were mm. on the selection panel? 
Well, you know me, and you know that I will never ask for more changes than you do. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot, nah. so it'd be hard to. Oh, really? Oh, I'd just written down two. I, I was going to go definitely TDK in for Sauce and yep. then Hewitt for Curdo. Not yep. saying that I'm, I di- I disagree with the Kemp and mm. Young one. I think it, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But when I look at the lineups, it makes sense that this would be a game mm. that we could have a little bit less height down there. Um, but then the other thing I thought about was maybe having Fisher as the sub, um, yeah. which is off the table. Um, but that was me. Yeah, look, very similar. Definitely had Sauce coming out because of, I think just the form he's in at the moment and the, the makeup of that forward line. Yeah. Getting a new second Ruckman in there into Koning. That was one of them. Also had Hewitt coming in, Ed coming out. And then I think Ollie Hollins just needs a bit of a rest. He probably probably yeah. needed it last week, uh, if not the week before. So I took him out and then I've given a debut to, to Jackson Bins. And, and maybe <gasps> this is... Too much of a baptism of fire for a real must-win game away from home. Is that the best thing to be throwing a debutant into? But I don't know. I think mm-hmm. you need a reward form at some stage. And if I'm taking Hollands out, he's basically the guy I want in. He's not just going to be a one and done. He'll be in there for, for two, three, maybe four weeks to get a good run at it, regardless, I guess, on how he's yep. playing. Just for the confidence, you don't want to bring a guy in for a match and then say, that's it, you're out. I just don't think that Definitely. does anything. So that would have been my change to, to give Holland a bit of a rest because he's been subbed the last few weeks. And then my other change as well was I got spoken and talked into Motlop out, Fogarty in. That was basically wow. my other one to, to see what it looked like with the real chaotic pressure forward line. And then I was like you, I wanted Fisher yeah. as my sub. I want someone that's going to impact the game or ideally impact the game front of center. I don't like this midfielder, big body midfielder being the sub, being a Kennedy, a Hewitt or an Ed Kerno. And, and maybe that's what Fisher needs. Like you look at him in the twos and you kind of just know what you're going to get from him. I'm not too sure mm. how much he's going to be doing in the twos that you go, okay, now definitely bring him in. So maybe <laughs> sure. him as a sub could sort of spark yeah. the confidence a little bit more in doing that. And like I did think about, does it does a Kemp come in for a McGovern? Does he come in for a young? Wasn't on my changes by the end of it but i don't have too much of an issue with it being done um so i guess off this crop we've got on our emergencies at the moment between ed jsos young and fogarty who would your ideal sub out of those guys be and why locky and if you're listening or watching this let me know what your changes would have been and who is the sub at navy blue corner like subscribe follow all of those plugs in there yeah, I'll have a little sip of the Fogarty Kool-Aid that's being splashed around everywhere. Why not? Um, I it definitely doesn't make sense to me for it to be young. Kerno, oh gosh, we're, yeah, we know what we're getting there. Mm. Um, so I think it would be between Soss and Fogarty for me. So I'll go with Fogarty. But mm. one other thing to call out as I was when I was trying to think of my changes, like, again, we're... <laughs> It was. It felt like a couple of years ago, maybe when we were losing and our injury list was through the roof, we could always kind of have this excuse about like, oh, like, you know, if only we could bring this guy in, if only yeah. we could bring this guy back in. It's just another reminder of how healthy we are right now mm. and like players that I like and not getting in this team. So it's just another reason why we shouldn't have any excuses for this game. But yeah, mm. Fogarty for me, and I think it will be. Yeah, it probably makes more sense if I'm saying like the impact, but like I also don't mind 
Silvani. I think it's definitely between the two. The Silvani one, maybe you look yeah, at it in the sense of it might be a I believe it's wet over in Sydney. So if the game is struggling for the talls per se, is that where maybe you mm-hmm. sub out a pit net or a deconing and go, okay, like maybe it's just a little too tall and sauce comes in and plays that role in the second half. I feel like him as the sub, like he came in in the, was it the Adelaide game? I think it was as the sub and actually looked yes. quite good. Maybe that's what he needs. Like I'm saying a Fisher, but I'll probably, yeah. even though I've said that I'll go Fogarty, but I think that it's definitely between those two. If it's Ed again, I do we, I don't know what to do as a Carlton fan anymore. <laughs> what are you going to do? It feels like, it feels like such a personal vendetta against him because everything to do with seeing him existing with this Carlton football club at the moment is sending me so angry. Like I almost need to get some kind of counseling around just Ed Kerno and calming down because just the thought of him gets me angry. We just, <sighs> should we pass him? I'm sick of discussing him. I want something else. He, does not offer anything as a sub. I think we need to I'd go rather back Lewis, to... I'd rather Lewis Young be thrown into the midfield as a sub than Ed Kerno being anywhere near this 22. And that's ridiculous to even say. Yeah. I feel like in the, I, I, I want to go back and listen to what we spoke about in the preseason with it because I'm pretty sure we would have been sitting there being like, mm. well... It was if we've got any, captain is what we wanted. It, yeah, if we've got any kind of health, just can't see how he's kind of getting mm. near it. Um, yeah. Anyway, we'll see. That's an interesting one. But let's get some maybe some positivity into this with another one of our favorite segments. Let's go cut off the Carlton for a little bit before we build you back up with that last listener question and then the final maybe pump up from us here. Let's pivot to the footy tips. Now, this is so interesting this week. <laughs> I cannot believe how interesting. I'm so ready to go into it. This is this week because those this is really for the, the long time listeners now we're in the carlton cheer squad footy tipping we are. we've changed Shout the way out, that this is done every single week this was me finally taking the reins back over because Lockie didn't hit his seven out of nine which was the, the benchmark that we said you have to hit this or you're out now what's interesting Lockie? i got six out of nine this week started off unbelievably hot six uh, with, the, with the port adelaide there so now if we were doing the regular scale i wouldn't be tipping this week but you last minute changed how this was done. You said if there's a green arrow saying there that we've moved egg. up the ranks. On my face. You get to stay on. And, and we don't worry about how many you got out of nine. And you won't believe Six it. Six moved us up. We are up. I don't know what we were last week, but we are 161 out of 309. And I'm looking at a beautiful oh, green triangle. Boy. Point north. I am back in the hot seat. Um, and I'm going to say... Great. I, I, yeah. I just you, want you to butt in here. Go for it. Don't don't act like this is pure rivalry. I'm. It is my my number one goal is to take out this league and show that we're the kings of the cheer squad. That's what I want. Yeah. And however we get there, that the ends justify the means for me here, mate. You could tip the whole no. season if it means that we get there and we get the. I don't even know what the prize is, but you know, it is if you finish first, second, or third. It is a. Carlton jumper signed by the oh, whole see? team. Not only first, you get it for second, you get it for third. That's what we're vying for here. So if you're getting jealous that you're not involved in this tipping competition, I'm sure we'll be in it next year. You can join too. It's mm-hmm. I can't even remember. It's not too much. It's like 20 bucks or something to enter. Massive prize. And you can yell at us and come at us every week and be like, I'm 160th. So you're behind me. And you can send us a little bit towards 
that. But look, looking at this, is all I'm saying is I'm a bit upset in my six out of nine because, because of this rivalry that we've built up in the footy tips, I felt like I couldn't 100% go with what I wanted because you would laugh at me if I got it wrong. Are you serious? Which is ridiculous because I I wanted to go Frio over Geelong, but I sort of started to talk about it and you were like, making all these comments, making all these noises, being all the eye roll. And I was like, well, I've got to go Geelong then because I can't get this wrong. And then all of a sudden, Frio win and I've tipped Geelong and I look like an idiot. So this week for the tips... We're going with the, we're going with the guts. We're going with the heart. We're going with the head. We're doing it all, and we're of course starting it with Carlton have beaten Sydney. Now we normally go with Luck. the lovely eleven. Do we go one hundred and eleven here? What? How big uh, am I going with it? I'm going to say twenty-seven points. Let's go for it. I reckon. Well, we'll the, hy- the hyphen said that Charlie's kicking eight, so that's a good start. You think twenty-seven points in the wet? That's what I'm saying. Okay. I want to go higher, but yeah, I think you got to you got to pay the percentages in this to get those points. Is what I'm doing here, but I don't mind it. Uh, St Kilda, St Kilda versus Hawthorne. Now, as I say this, I haven't seen any of the actual ins and outs this week of anyone else. I'm only focused on Carlton, but I'm going to go St Kilda. Let me know if there's anyone big out from either of the teams that could potentially sway these. But I think St Kilda will yes. beat the Hawks. Nice and I'm easy. I'm going to do that. Melbourne versus Frio. Oh, I just cannot see Melbourne not winning this unless it turns out half their team Oliver out. No, oh, Oliver's out. No, nah, Frio can't get in that. Can't Frio can't. No chance. Geelong will beat GWS. It's GMHBA. I don't care if the rest of their lineup is out. There is no way. They've got big Sam That's de Koning in. Oyson Hoyson Sauce is apparently in their team. Oyson Mullen. I don't know who that is. Um, Dave you so good on him and I've absolutely roasted him um, so yeah he's in so that means they're winning uh, we go to TIO Stadium one of the greats one of the classics Gold Coast versus the Dogs I need to actually see who's in and out nothing nothing to exciting. nothing <sighs> Nick I'm going Gold game, though. I'm going Gold Coast I just have a feeling Gold Coast will get up here I like it you feel like they'd uh, do it for Nick why not? He's a big, he's a former bagger, so you've got to get it he done. Is. Now, I cannot tip West Coast here. It feels like if there was a week to do it, it'd be this week with everything's going on. The media are like, he's taken a three-month break, Adam Simpson. And then West Coast Twitter is literally like the actual social media account of West Coast goes, that's bullshit. He's staying. Feels like that's the week to tip West Coast, but I can't do it. I cannot. Can I try can I change your mind with two words? Yep. Chesser out. Oh, I thought you were going to say in. That's how much I have not been paying attention to Kavesco. He's been playing this whole time. Uh, Elliot Yo back in. Shannon Hearn back in. Gee, there's some good ins. Brass. Come on in. And Sniv's been taken out of of Essendon. Andrew Phillips is no longer in there. That's what I'm saying. Okay. They're so due. Should we? No. Uh, (laughs) Richmond versus Port Adelaide. (laughs) Good discussion. I've got to go Richmond. New coach. They've got to do it. How many times has this happened? They've just they've just lost Dimmer. I don't even care who's out. I don't even care. Don't even look at it. Uh, Marvel oh, Stadium, Collingwood versus North. Unfortunately, it's Collingwood. Uh, Adelaide versus Brisbane. Gee, this is tough. This does need a little bit of a look at the teams. I'll scroll down to this. 
What have we got? Daniel Rich back in. Gee, they've got half the team in. I understand it's the Sunday games. Very out. Ooh. I'm going to. Could be a good game. I'm going to. It should be a good game. I'm going to. Weirdly, it feels like an underdog. I'm going to tip Brisbane. I reckon if anyone can beat Adelaide, there, it'll be them, even though it feels different but that's those are the tips for this week that is exciting i'm back in the hot seat let's see if i can continue the growing trend of whenever ian gets a tip we go up in the rankings doesn't matter if i get one out of nine i'm going up at least one place i think you've tipped every favorite so that's pretty exciting from you good that's good well done. that's good thanks for keeping it keeping it fresh. nine out of nine at least i try and actually add some excitement to this segment but all right we all we want is the green arrow <laughs> Sorry, after. I'm pretty sure Gold Coast aren't favourites to beat the doggies. Sure. No, Gold Coast aren't favourites. You got, you got me. There you go. Got one. Got one. So let's get this last listener question squeezed into this one that will hopefully lead towards finishing this beautiful episode that, um, yeah, I wish we had David back because I need, I need a good pump up from him. From our friend Cam Oxford. Should we win this game? No time like right now for a dirty one. We just have to get it done. Should we mm. win? I think your answer is yes. Well, see, last week it felt like I started off the pump up with a very big negative, and I'm going to do it again. I'm going to continue this trend. <laughs> <laughs> if we don't win this, I don't think we can make the eight. I'm very much on the David Reese jones train in that where looking at the situation, how depleted Sydney are, it feels like this is that one that we just, we need to just get it done any fashion. And that'll spark us back up for the, for the rest of this season, right before the bye, get a couple of these wins ticked off. So it feels like if this, if we don't win this, it's really a massive issue. Like you look at last week, they looked awful against North Melbourne. I don't know if you watched that game, but they just I did, did not. not. They did not look good. It, it was pretty bad viewing. So it feels like this is a game we have to win. Um, but I don't know. For me, it doesn't really matter how. Like I'm not ridiculously concerned with how we get it done. I know I said I want something different, and I do. And I hope that the way we go about it is different. And we can start building towards being better. But I just need a win at this stage. I think the boys do. Like, I don't care if there's a Sydney interchange infringement and we get a goal and we win it. Like, just give me the four points, get to the bye, and then we can go from there. That's 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 how I'm feeling. How are you feeling about the the must win versus the oh. uh, the season over and putting that into the one game? Because I know that's not normally no. your vibe, so I'm keen to get no, your thoughts. No, you're right. No, you're right. And it isn't going to be for this one either. Like, I don't know, just looking at it mathematically like a nerd. So what we won, we won four games after the bye last year and we missed out by a couple of points. So we would be four and a half wins halfway into the season if we lose this one. So I'm definitely not going to have lost all faith, but yeah, I mean, it's, but that's not to say that all the writing isn't on the wall for why we should win Mm. this one. And why it will make it all the more disappointing. I think last week was kind of the most the wind had been taken out of my sails this season because I was so confident and when I probably shouldn't have been. And it like I shouldn't have been as disappointed. I, tr- I tried as I was. to tell you. I know, I know. But you just you just have that blind faith sometimes. Mm. But this one isn't this one isn't a blind faith. This one is yeah. 
there's so many pieces there for why we should do it. So I'm just going to manifest the win. No, and, and I think that's it. And I think that that is the perfect place to kind of wrap this episode up. Like this is a must win. Backs against the wall, pressure in a different way. And I just, I have absolute belief this week that it's going to get done. I'm looking at this team on paper and it's a camp comes back into it after probably harshly dropped in a way. Didn't think he was that poor. He comes Mm. in, Lewis Young gets thrown out and he's going, I'm fighting for my career a little bit here. I believe he's out of contract at the end of the year. So he's got a lot to play for. So many of these other guys have been down on form and this is their week. The conditions are right. It's away from home, a bit of a circuit breaker out of Melbourne. Go up to Sydney, New South Wales, where no one cares about footy. Get away from it. And then you you look at everything else, you know. TDK TDK comes back into the team. He's fighting for everything as well. There's so much about this. So many little narratives involved. They've got no tall forwards that don't have... The key defenders, we can absolutely exploit them. And we're bloody going to. Forget the 27 points. Make it 127. <laughs> I'm excited for this one. It's nice to be able to get this one done earlier in the week as well. So you can just sit back and enjoy your weekend after the baggers have oh. decimated these swans. But a few things I do need to quickly touch on before I wrap this up. Get hyped for the match. Open your wallets if you can, please. David Reese jones obviously onto this earlier, talking about the Prada-Willie syndrome. And the 15 for 15 challenge, much more important things than football and everything that we tend Mm -hmm. to talk about on here. So if you do have any money, please, obviously... I, we understand that it's it's hard to do quite a lot at the moment, but even if it's a dollar, feel free to donate. Again, the links will be on screen. Links will be in the show notes to this one. And make sure you're watching um, over on David Reese jones 26 on the Facebook as well. Links everywhere to that one. There'll be some great insight into his 15, definitely highlights of his AFL career. There's a bunch up there already as we're halfway through the, the month of May, but there's still some to come. So make sure that you are on top of all of that. Follow the links, please. And if, you, if you're if you new to the podcast and didn't hear our very in-depth interview with him going through his career, link will be yes. with that in the show notes as well. Or, or just go onto your streaming service and bloody YouTube. It'll be on there. Type it in. You don't have to click. You know, use your fingers, right? David Rees-Jones, Navy Corner, 100th episode. It'll be there. Listen to it. It was a beautiful chat. But that's going to wrap it up this week. Go the bloody baggers. Get the W. Turn this season around. See you guys next time.